you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. another episode of the master plan i'm your host mike Filipkowski, and today we are covering the australian open and ended this past sunday with two champions one of the men's one of the women's uh, i would like to congratulate uh naomi osaka and novak Djokovic, both on winning I, I don't know i know i don't know if this is osaka's first australian open i think this is Djokovic's ninth which is just I mean, it's just remarkable winning nine of one. Uh, obviously, you know, Nadal, I think he's won like, what, 15 of Roland Garros. But um, I'd like to congratulate both of them on on winning the Australian Open in a year where that's been tumultuous, to say the least. Um, we're going to go over it. We're going to go over kind of my thoughts. Obviously, it was very difficult to watch uh, many of the matches this year, given the fact that, well, it's in Australia and, you know, the men's match started at like 3.30 a.m., the men's final. Um, I was not up for that. That I mean, you know, when it starts at 3.30, there's no way I can make it through the whole match, right? Like that, you know, just it's so weird. Um, obviously, it's not like intentional. It's just, you know, they're, it's, you know, they're just very ahead of us in terms of time. So there's really not much control that, that any of us have over that. Um, we're going to start off with the women. We're going to move to the men. We're going to talk about kind of overarching themes. We're going to talk about kind of important matches in the draw, overall thoughts. And that should probably should wrap up the episode. Um, again, it's very difficult to get into specifics. I mean, obviously, a ton of matches happen. It's very difficult to watch all of them. But I'm going to, I'm going to do my best here today. So with that being said, let's jump right into it with the women. Naomi Osaka defeats Jennifer Brady, the American. We believe it was like the 22nd seed in the tournament. Like... She wasn't even – I mean, she's not, like, that highly ranked. So I, definitely a surprise to see her there instead of some other other candidates. Um, but with that being said, you know, congratulations to her, obviously, making it this far. And I was rooting for her. I mean, she's the American. Of course, I'm going to root for her. But uh, she lost in two sets, uh, four and three. Which, you know, let's just tell you, Osaka is just really, really dominant right now. Um, like, she just really, really is dominant. You know, the way that she went through this tournament, it's just, it was, it was, it was, I don't know, I don't know if flawless is the right word. It was very, very impressive, though. Um, the way that she just, the way that she did it was it just, it was incredible. Um, again, you know, for her, I, I think she's like 22 or 23, uh, to win her fourth tournament 
uh, her fir- her fourth major, and to kind of do it in in, in commanding fashion, I would say, um, that's huge. Like that's not an easy feat to 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 overcome, and you know, she obviously, you know, ha- had a really really solid tournament, and you know, the question that I that I put down, the first thing that I put down, really was. Is Osaka the next dominant female tennis player? And the reason why I ask this is because, like, you have women like at like Barty, you know, you have women like Hallep, who are really, really talented players. They were actually the one and two in this tournament, right? Barty is actually Australian, so she's playing in her home tournament, right? But there's really no – they're really not dominant. Like, Serena Williams, for the longest time, basically between, like, 2000, maybe, like, five in like 2018 was the only female, like she won every single tournament. It felt like she just kept winning and winning. She was, she had an unprecedented amount of dominance throughout her career. And in this tournament, like she performed incredibly well. Serena did for, you know, for her age. I mean, she made it all the way to the semis, right? She beat Halep. She obviously lost to Osaka, but Osaka beat her pretty handily, which to me tells me that, Osaka might be the, you know, she, I think Serena, I don't know if she's handing over the torch, but I think Osaka might be taking it from her regardless. You know, Osaka just played this entire tournament with such a degree of dominance. It was, it was, it was really, really impressive. I have to say, like she just, she, she, you know, she only had, I believe she only had one three setter. Which is really, I think that was against, uh, that, I believe that was against, I'm looking at it here, it was against Muguruza, who, who's a really talented player, by the way. Um, but, it, you know, I'm just looking at this as, uh, right now. Um, she's just, Halp is a really talented player. And, you know, I, I think that Osaka, you know, you just, uh, not Halp, sorry, Osaka's just a really talented player. And she, she won this tournament. I mean, she wanted two, 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 three, two, two, and then she just wanted two. Like that's really, really impressive that she was able to do this with that kind of dominance throughout the entire tournament. So when I asked myself the question, is she the next female, like dominant female player? I think so. I think she, like, I don't love her as a player. I don't know. There's something about her, which I don't know. She's just not my favorite. Maybe it's because she's not American. Maybe it's because we're, I'm so used to Serena being just at the top of, of, of women's tennis. But I think we have to acknowledge facts when facts are in front of us. Like Osaka, I believe to be the best female tennis player in the world right now. I don't think, I think she'll lose matches to other people, but I think overall she's the best female tennis player in the world right now. And furthermore, I think that for the next five years, she's going to win most of the turn, most of the big grand slams, most of the big tournaments. Like she, she is a really, really impressive player. And for me, I mean, she's beating, I mean, she beat Serena three and four, and she beat Brady four and three. Like, those are the people at the end. Like, she beat in, in the quarterfinals, she beat I can't pronounce her name, Hesaya, excuse me for the pronunciation. Two and two. Like, it's not even close. And it's not like Halep and Barty are that dominant themselves. Like Halep got beat three and three and Barty got beat in three, but like to, to a woman who's like the 25th seed, like, so at the end of the day, the way I feel about it, you know, 
like, I just don't know what to say. Like, Osaka is just, she she's just so much more dominant over the other female tennis players. Like, she just wins with a degree of dominance that the others really don't have. And with, you know, that's why I think that in the future, in the next coming years, like, Osaka, I think, is the real deal. I think going forward, she's going to be, like, really, really dominant. Not like she's going to win every single tournament. She'll lose. But I think the vast majority, she's probably going to win. Um, you know, conversely, it was, you know, it was a great tournament for the Americans, right? You know, in the quarterfinals, we had three out of eight women in the quarterfinals, right? Obviously, two played each other, which was a bit unlucky because we probably could have had maybe four in the semifinals, um, which ended up not happening. But we had two in the semifinals uh, and then one in the finals, which, you know, again, is it's just it's just incredible. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, what what what's going on right now is is I think that American tennis is still very, very strong. But I think it was carried a, a, for a while by Serena. It was carried for a while by Serena. And, you know, this tournament, I think, was still great showing by the Americans. I think Serena put on a great showing. She made it all the way to the semis. Um, she beat Halep convincingly. But I don't know if she has enough juice to, you know, keep rivaling Osaka for years to come. Maybe she'll get the best of her in, in one tournament. But I think the vast majority she won't be able to. But it was a great tournament for the Americans. I think we should be proud of ourselves. You know, obviously to have this many women in the finals, you know, in the men's side, we don't. To have this many people in the finals, this many women, is is, is really a, a tell of, of, of how great Americans women tennis is. And it's really, really impressive. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, obviously, it was just, you know, it was really a disappointment turn, a disappointing tournament for Barty and Hallett. Like, you know, they just, they're not, they're not like, you don't have the extreme confidence that you do maybe in Serena or Osaka, like they were the one and two seed. They made it to the quarters, but neither of them made it to the semis or the finals. Like it's a bit unusual to think of it like that, you know, going into the tournament as the best two players. And I mean, Halep got washed by certain, like it wasn't even close. And Barty lost to someone who like I've never even heard of. Like that's, that's an issue. Um, and Yeah, this is just this is a problem, and uh, there's not really a good solution I have to the problem. But I just think it's kind of the way that women's tennis has operated for a long time. But it's definitely a disappointing tournament for them to go into it being so like being the favorites and essentially just not even not even really putting up a good show. So definitely disappointing for them. Uh, so I think now I'm going to flip over to the men's side. And of course, Novak Djokovic. This is his favorite tournament, I think. One and three over Medvedev. Seven five six two six two. I didn't watch, but I don't think I needed to watch. I I I was I was talking to some people. I was like, Djokovic is not losing. I was like, he's gonna win in three or four. Like, it's just not. It's not really a competition at this point in the men's side, and it's not that. Djokovic is like far and away the best because I I think there were three men who were the best. I think obviously one of them wasn't playing in this tournament. Uh, I think Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer are still the best three players right now, and I think they will be for a long time to come. Um, 
obviously fed. I don't know how he'll come back, but I, I think he'll come back strong. And, you know, the big three, or in this case, the big two, continue to dominate the tournament. And what I mean by that is obviously Djokovic just, you know, he he didn't roll everybody. Like, he went he went four with Raonic, and he went four with Zverev. But he could have easily went three with both of them. Like, uh, like he he lost to Zverev. He lost one. He dropped a set to Zverev in one was in in the first set because it was a tiebreak. Like the difference is is that these guys mentally are just not as strong. Like you might say, well, Michael, you know, look at Nadal. He lost to Sitsipas. And personally, I don't think Sitsipas is that good. But if you look at the match before, Sitsipas had a had a walkover. Like it was a five setter as well. I think you know. Very rare for Nadal. He got kind of gassed. He got gassed, and Tsitsipas just had so much more energy than him. Um, and Nadal could have won it in three. Like, it was 7-4 in the tiebreak. He could have won it in three. Like, it was a close match as well. First two sets weren't close. Third set, he might have gotten a little bit tight. But at the end of the day, like, uh, there's just there's no one kind of good as good as Djokovic and Nadal and Federer. Like, I said it a while. I think I, I don't know if I said it on a podcast, but last year's Amer- uh, U.S. Open, when Team won, you know, I, initially I thought, oh, there shouldn't be an asterisk. Team won the tournament fair and square. Looking back on that now, no. Like when you get you know beaten three by Dimitrov as a three seed, like when you get beat four four and zero by Dimitrov, like you're not. It's not the real deal. Like Zverev just isn't the real deal. And I gotta say, Tsitsipas, Medvedev, Rublev, like all these guys, not the real deal. Like, I honestly think that right now, maybe not even right now, but at least in the past four years, we have like we have seen some of the best tennis we might ever see out of Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer. Like over the past like decade, like these guys have been so good. Like remember, Medvedev isn't a scrub. Like he's the four seed, Tsitsipas is the five seed. Rublev is the seven seed. Zverev is the six seed. There was not even like a question in my mind that Djokovic wasn't going to win this tournament. Like he beat Medvedev in three. Like it was it was easy. It wasn't even like it wasn't even difficult for him. And I wouldn't say that Medvedev is a great matchup for Djokovic, like in terms of just play style. And like Sitsipas got rolled by him. It wasn't even close. It was a three setter. Like I think we we are. We are witnessing the greatest men's tennis we might ever see. And I'm not saying that we won't ever see great players. I think we will. But I think the difference is we will never see three great, like uh, three probably of the greatest tennis players we'll ever see play at the same time and just share the dominance. Like, you think Nadal is going to come back and he's going to have a a bad tournament next time? No, I think he's going to have a great tournament next time. Um, And I think. I believe next is Roland Garros. Like he's gonna win that. No one is better than him on clay. Like Djokovic is the best in the world. He is the best in Australia. Like he is just he is so dominant. It's unreal. Like it is unreal how dominant these guys. I mean, he just he's rolling players who are in like who are at the top of their game who are much younger than him. And he's rolling them. And I think that really speaks to how mentally strong he is, like, as a player. I think that the difference between Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, and the rest of the pack, right? And by the rest of the pack, I literally mean just everyone else inside the top 100. 
is that they are they, their their mental strength is so much stronger than everyone else's around them that it just allows for them to have such a huge advantage over them, right? Like it just allows for them to be so dominant. Like that, I, I think, you know, when I talk about teams of era, like I met, these guys are chokers. Like these guys choke big time. They do not come up big in the biggest moments, right? Djokovic does consistently. Nadal does consistently. Like that is what makes these tennis players incredible. And what we saw in this Australian Open was more of that. I'm not going to fault Nadal for losing to Pass in five when Pass had a walk over the match before. Like, that's a difficult, like, that's a difficult, you know, match to play. And it's not like Nadal could have won. He could have won it. Like, he was, it was a close match. Like, the, the last three sets, Pass wasn't winning by, like, 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 handily. Like, it was close. And... You know, I just think that this is the best men's tennis we will ever see. Like, like uh, you know, after Djokovic and Dal, like after they go, like it'll be great, but it's just not going to be the same. Like, there, we will never see the same dominance like over players who are literally like a couple spots behind him on the leaderboard. Like, just be absolutely rolled like this. See, this is unprecedented. It really is, and. I just have to say, like, this Australian Open is kind of a microcosm of just, like, men's tennis in general right now. Like, it's just like, yes, Djokovic is just better. Like, Djokovic is just better. He's just better. And and when we get to Roland Garros, like, it's going to be, like, Nadal is going to win, like, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3. Like, it's going to be over. Like, it just it doesn't matter. Like, it feels like... You know, like guys like Team and Zverev, and just they're not the same level. Like Team being the three in this tournament, like to me, Djokovic and Nadal, I have it like one and two. Like they're very, very close. Like I think they're very, very talented players, both of them. And I think, you know, obviously depending on the surface, I think if it's Australia, I think probably Djokovic wins. If it's Roland Garros, I would say Nadal definitely wins. Wimbledon. Want to say Djokovic and maybe like the US Open and Dahl. Like that's how I think it goes. And I think that there's obviously like a degree of like variability between those. Like, but I have those that like really close one and two. There's a big drop between those two guys and everyone else. Like I think Federer, like while he's been injured, I still think if Fed gets into a match with Djokovic, like it's still gonna be really competitive if it's at the US Open or Wimbledon. Like, or the Australian Open. I think Djokovic will still win. If it's at the Australian Open. But I still think it'll be, like, really competitive. Like, Team and Zverev just are not, like, those guys are just not the same level. Like, like Medvedev and Rublev and, like, the rest of them, just, they're lower. Like, they're just, they are. Like, Tsitsipas, like, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They're just not the same level. They just aren't. And I think it's time we acknowledge that. Like, it's time that we acknowledge that... There's a humongous gap between one and two and the rest of everybody else because it's just not even close. Like, it's just not even close when we talk about this. It's it's not a competition anymore. And for tennis players, we have to look at this time 
and we have to enjoy it. We have to like we literally we you have to watch. You have to because it's my belief we are never gonna like. I think these might be the best tennis players of all time. Like, and even if they're not, I don't know if we'll ever see like three of the greatest players go head to head for literally like years and years and years. And I don't know how much time we have left. Like, the way I see it though is. I think we got a couple. I, I at least think we got three or four years left. At least. Like, Djokovic and Nadal are so dominant still. It's just unreal. It's just unreal how dominant they are. It is un, it's absolutely unreal how dominant they are. So, for me, looking at this, it's like, why do we expect anything else? Like, why do we expect anything but a Nadal or Djokovic win? Like, if they're the ones playing. And that tells me, like, obviously men's tennis is a huge gap. But, like, if they're not playing in the tournament, there's an asterisk. Like, it doesn't count. Like, it, li it literally, it doesn't count. And that's kind of something I want to say. Like, obviously some guys had a disappointing tournament. Like, Schwartzman lost earlier. I was very upset about that. Like, you know, I wanted Schwartzman to win. Like, you know, and, you know, don't look at Djokovic's match. I mean, like, Versus Fritz, he got injured. Tiafo, he went four with, but like he lost, again a tiebreaker. He lost tiebreaker. Like these guys just are not on the same level. I'm sorry. Like it's just like I'm not. I'm, it get, people need to get off like the Nick Kyrgios train, like the Shapova. Like I, I wish Schwartzman had had a better tournament. The guy he played Karatsev was kind of on a roll. I'm not gonna lie, like he just kind of rolled. Like I don't even know how he made it that. Far. He made it to the semis and he was a qualifier, which is insane. So unfortunately for Schwartzman, he ran into someone there. Like he'll be back, but Schwartzman isn't like beating anyone. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not beating anyone to win a tournament, like a big one. Like Demon or Fogni, like these guys aren't not the same level. It just it's very, very, it's a very, very big drop. And it's not even like, it's not like other sports where you have like a couple who are great and that's like a, a, a so progressive. It's not like, you know, we know Mahomes and Rodgers are really, really great. They're really, really talented. Brady's still up there. You know, Wilson is still up there. You know, guys like that, you know, and there are plenty of others. So like, like Lamar Jackson's really, really good. Kyler Murray's really, really good. Um, you know. I think there's a bunch out there who are really, really good. Herbert's up there. But it's a slow progression now. In soccer, like, you got Messi and Ronaldo. I think they're still at the top. You got Mbappe, though. You got Neymar. Like, they're players. Like, in tennis, it's literally, in men's tennis, it's literally Novak, Nadal, 50 feet of space. Then the next. It's like the biggest. It's a huge drop. And I think we have to recognize that. So, congratulations once again. To Osaka, Naomi Osaka from Japan and Novak Djokovic from Serbia on another dub for both of them in the Australian Open. Well, actually, no, I don't know if it's another dub, but just a dub for them, another dub for them in a Grand Slam. Um, and and he, Djokovic is ninth, which is insane. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. We'll be back soon with uh, more startling content. You know, everything we can do. Anything and everything we can do. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll you'll hear me in the next one. taking it iggy or curry of everyone on golden state open shot fate of the universe on the line or the martians have the death beam pointed at earth you better hit it i want iguadala <laughs>